All right, man. Thank you so much for coming out today. Thanks I really for appreciate me, bro. it. So this is Lanre. How, how do you pronounce your last name? Akumalafe. Akumalafe. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for coming out. Like, of course, man. This is dope. I, I'm glad you're doing this. I don't know. So just a preface of uh, what this podcast is. Obviously, this is our first podcast that I'm doing. Um, I just want to explain it for a sec. So the name of the podcast is called I, – I, when I texted to you, I said it was just the beginning. But yeah. I'm changing the name to Just Getting Started. Okay. Because I feel like now that like we're all graduating, we're all like ending our career – of college like we're all ending our college career uh-huh. but it's such a new beginning for so many people and like it we're, we're just getting started in our lives you I know what that, i mean yeah. like a lot of the creatives at the school that are doing big things it's like mm. we're doing big things but it's it's only but the this beginning. is just where it's starting exactly yeah, i feel that exactly so i want to hear like the process of um how a lot of people got started and like what their future plans are and Mm-hmm. Where they're going after graduation. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a great way to like outlet this kind of thing. I think a lot of people definitely have some stories that deserve to be told and be put out there. So I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you're having me. Dude, so. I'm glad you're the first one too. Because <laughs> yeah, you're man, one I'm of my stoked. friends, like good friends. And it's nice to like have like a friend on the first one. Yeah, you know I feel that. I mean? It's comfortable, like, man. Takes takes the nerves it away. Takes the edge off. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to lately? I know you worked like what... Uh, brands are you working with i know you're working with american monarchy right obviously. yeah always doing that and um what are your plans for the future right now um so right now i haven't really so last semester i did a lot of uh concert videos like a lot of concert shows party videos um now i'm doing more of um like greek life philanthropy videos things like that more structured more uh planned out thought out like with a budget mm-hmm. so that's what i got a lot uh, going on in the works i have g5's recruitment video i'm doing beta's philanthropy video I just did one with ASU, uh, Deke. That one was cool. Thanks, that bro. I appreciate really cool. that. Yeah, I like that was that a lot of fun a lot. to be part of. Yeah. I've never seen a philanthropy like that, you know. But um, yeah, just pretty much trying to uh, just knock out these last couple projects, and then um, before I head up to Seattle and uh, do my job at Microsoft. So, so uh, can you tell me about like how you first got started into like the photography, videography? Um, kind of stuff that you're doing now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've been making videos since I was like nine years old. Like I got a MacBook when I was in like fifth grade, I want to say. And I kind of just like would do these dumb little sketches with my friends, like from like using the webcam and then like learning how to cut up videos, things like that. I, like became kind of a hobby for me. Uh, and then as the years went on, I got really, really into it until um, I came to college and I figured, you know, I got to get like a hard major, like got to like really buckle down and do just school I probably wouldn't have time to do videography yeah um and then my sophomore year I started going to a lot of music festivals like falling in love with like going to concerts and like seeing these big shows and things and the more I started going to these things the more I started like being in the scene the more uh after movies I would see and I would start to think yeah I can just I can do that like I don't know why I'm not doing this you know so um uh the summer before this year the summer of my senior year um I went out bought a camera but all the gear and I used the connections that I made, like, through the music industry and, like, with everyone that I've worked with, like, with College Weekly and things like that. They got me plugged to do all these uh, big festival shows, like, right off the bat. And I kind of just picked it up from there and haven't looked back, so. Totally, totally. So where'd you grow up and, what, like, what's your major now? And uh, I grew up in Folsom, California. That's, like, a suburb of Sacramento. Uh, went to Folsom High School, played football there. That was, like, my life. And uh, I came here. I chose computer science as my major. Because uh, my dad's a huge uh, computer guy. Like, like I told you, I got my first laptop when I was a little kid. 
And um, I just thought it would be something I could fit in really well. Mm -hmm. And it's turned into something that I really love to do. Like, I love coding, programming, all that stuff, just as much as I like making videos. So, so right now, I know, uh, can you talk about the work that you're doing for, like, American Monarchy? It's super cool because I know you're, you're do, do you do their website? Yeah, you do I do. their website and you do video for them? Yeah, so what happened was... Um, the summer before our junior year, mm. uh, my best friend Austin Shea came up to me and told me he wanted to start a clothing company, which was I thought was really cool because he made all of our Pike shirts. Like he's been our uh, designer for like two years, up until then. And so when he told me he wanted to do this, I was like, okay, yeah, this is right up your alley, dope. And this was just as I was starting to um, freelance web development, so like actually do like have clients for myself, like making websites. And I told him, yo, I can make a website for you if you want. And then I ended up making his website. And since then, it's just kind of been us spearheading the entire operation, you know, just from the get. Because right after we launched that website, we had a launch party here, uh, started doing like trunk shows in Monterey yeah. and then all the sororities here. And it's really blown up, you know, so. Um, it's such a cool thing to like just, I mean, it's got to be so cool for you guys to just like see girls walking around. It's with, pretty like, crazy, the man. It's pretty crazy. Monarchy hats, the shirts. It I used mean, to be I just assume, like our friends, you yeah. know, like like if I, if I saw someone in like a hat, I'd be like, I know that person, you yeah. know, but then I'm walking on campus seeing people that I don't know in our clothes. It's you know, cool, that was kind of surreal. Yeah. So, especially after the bookstore. Yeah. After we had that show at the bookstore, everybody was wearing our shirts. Why so. do you think American, because I mean, people start clothing brands, especially at U of A, all the time. All the time, I mean, yeah. it, it's got to be like, 20 brands a year that I started. Why? And I, I think American Monarchy has probably been the most successful one out of any of them. I, why do you think that is? I think it's just, it comes down to our strategy. Like what Austin has planned for this entire operation is so in detail with everything. People usually think they can just start a clothing company and they think, oh, I'll just sell shirts or like get people to pre-order shirts. Like yeah. who go out and actually buy the shirts because he knows that like his designs will work well. Um, we also have like, We'll do different things. Like, we went out and bought a bunch of lighters, and we were thinking, okay, what are the, like, because we know so many people in Greek life, and we understand mm -hmm. the big network that Greek life is. We were like, okay, yeah. let's go to Kappa Sig and drop off 20 lighters. Let's go to Sigma Chi and drop off X amount of lighters. You know With what I'm saying? like, a, the American monarchy. Yeah, and just for it. free. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, might, might as well just, you know, give that out, the more name recognition and who doesn't yeah, want, want a lighter. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just little things like that. We just really pay attention to detail and... People just like the clothes, so that's it works super out. cool, dude. That's yeah. super cool. Tell me more about um, all of the work that you've done with like the big artists. What, what big artists have you filmed? I know you filmed a lot. Like, yeah, um, I've done video for Slander. I've done video for Gasly, uh, Party Favor, uh, Bijou, Doctor Fresh. Like a lot. I got like a whole list, but um, it usually just comes down to Olenium. I know is Olenium was dope. Yeah, so cool. It honestly like like. I would cold call at first. Mm -hmm. Like when I first got my camera, I was like, I didn't really have any content to show off until I did that first festival. That mm -hmm. first festival I did wasn't really for any specific artists. It was just like me filming the festival and all the artists that were there. And so I kind of used that and would like actually look up managers, contact info and email them saying, hey, my name's Laundry. I do this and that. Um, would you, is there, is there any way I could come film for your artist? You know, and the only one that said yes to me at first was um, this guy named Echo Tech, who opened up a festival, um, Global Fest, back in Phoenix back in September. Yeah. And so he was just the opener, you know what I'm saying? But he was like the first guy that asked. He was like, hey, I like your stuff. Like, I want you to come out and film for me, you know? And he got me the artist pass for that festival. And that same night, I ended up doing a video for Slander and Sunburn because they were both there. Yeah. You know, so I got to make three videos just because I got 
um, you know, books for one artist. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. Um, obviously, because I know, like, I've been doing promotion and selling tickets since I was 17. So yeah. I know a lot of, um, like, the booking managers here and everyone that puts on the shows at Rialto and, uh, like, 191 Tool and stuff like that. So that's a really good connection, you know, because, like, they can just, like I said, like, get my foot in the door and just totally. kind of film whatever I want to, honestly. Um, that's but, so cool. Yeah. That's so smart. So you were going and looking up the managers and calling the managers instead of contacting the artists directly. Yeah, because it's like artists don't really, I mean, from what I've seen, they don't really um, deal with those kinds yeah. of things. Like, that's kind of something you got to go to their manager about because their manager kind of just takes care of all the pain in the ass things that they yeah, have to do. totally. You know, so, um, but yeah, no, I've definitely met a lot of people through that. Um, and it's pretty much just like like putting your stuff out there, you know? Totally. Like, it, it's, it's one thing to like say you can make videos for people but um you know what you, you just got to find any kind of way to make some kind of content like mm -hmm. i wasn't there for any artist for the first festival i did but right off the bat i had like hey i did a video for zed's dead and maddie on and like all these people that were there so just being able to put that out there and hoping someone you know catches whatever you throw out there is yeah kind of how kind of how i went about it eventually most times it probably will right like honestly yeah it, it, if you just you're consistent. You keep doing something and something will making happen, good man. content. Exactly. Totally. Totally. I feel that. Um, tell me about. So I know after graduation, you're taking a job with Microsoft, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. I saw that. Um, so while you're doing the Microsoft job, are you still going to be doing videos or? I really do want to. Um, there's a big. I mean, a lot of the videos I do is for like the EDM scene, just because yeah. I, I I don't know. I really like the the, the genre and the whole scene. So there's a, bit, a pretty big EDM scene up in Seattle. Uh, there's like Foundation Nightclub and uh, Paradiso, USC Events do a bunch of things up there. So hopefully there's like enough of a scene for me to be able to freelance on the side. And hopefully I have enough time. I have no idea, you know, how much time my job is going to entail. But yeah. if there's any way I can still do that, that'd be really cool. So it'd be more like side thing. So yeah. your main focus is going to be doing is Microsoft. The software what, what is your Microsoft job? It's software. Uh, software engineering. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude. <laughs> I appreciate That's it, man. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I love it, man. Honestly, that's my second passion. Yeah, when, when do you start? Um, Late August, as of now. What are you doing over the summer? Are you, are you traveling at all? I'm going to want to go to, yeah. um, like, I got a whole bunch of family in, like, Madrid and Barcelona, so I'm trying to go around Europe and uh, probably end up going to Tomorrowland. Yeah. That's, like, a dream. I'm hoping that happens. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it, it's yeah. every... Rave kids' favorite dream, <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's the mecca. <laughs> I can't wait, man, honestly. That'd be super cool. Um, so you were talking about how you were a promoter when you were 17. Mm -hmm. You started uh, selling tickets. I know you were doing some work with Spectra. I don't know if you're still doing work with Spectra. Oh, yeah, yeah, Spectra's Specto, the homies. What, um, what's it like being a promoter as, like, a 17-year-old and then, like, being a promoter now? Is there any difference or...? Uh, there is kind of a difference. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into my freshman year. Um, my buddy, Curtis, uh, when I was a freshman, Curtis went on to start College Weekly. But he was is working he with... older than us? Like, I've heard his name so many times. Yeah, that he's... Is... I think he's 24. Yeah, but um, he, he's up in Bellevue right now. Um, uh, yeah, so he was working with Specto because he's, like, always been the money guy always just making something happen and so they had like this dark side party uh up at the slaughterhouse and this is like my second week of school so i didn't really yeah. I, I, I didn't really know what it was what it was about but he comes up to me and he goes hey if you sell these five tickets i'll give you two dollars a ticket and i was like i can sell five tickets that's yeah. an easy 10 bucks 
And uh, long story short, I ended up selling. Uh, well, in terms of ticket sales, like from for what the tickets actually cost, I made them ten thousand dollars, like, in a month. Because I, I had this website called uh, Coronado Confessions, because like college fashion was like a popular Twitter page yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. So I made like a website yeah, just for Coronado. Yeah. And uh, so, but then you made I made a website for Coronado. Yeah, I called it Coronado Confessions, and That's like people so could like anonymously just, like just say random shit. Yeah. And so, um, I used that was website. Was it like a Yik Yak feed kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Like it would like update in real time. Like every time someone would like post it. It would just be there. That's so funny. So um, I used that website. I, I would make like posts on the website yeah. and then be like, yo, like get your tickets for, I think it was Jackal or Party Favor back then, whatever the party was. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I just posted on there. I got thousands of hits. I made $1,000 in commission for myself. And so damn. I was like, damn, okay, I'm going to keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, working yeah. out. It's not that gig. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, now it's a little different. Now it's mostly like, I don't really have the time to drive around and deliver tickets like yeah. I used to. So I'm more of like a, um, was it like a consultant? But like, like uh, every time someone needs tickets, I know like to point them to Specto or right. like, like what promoters have tickets on them. So that's kind of more what I do now instead of actually holding the physical tickets and going out and handing them out. What's the advantage of buying a ticket from you over buying like a ticket like online? Like, well, you just save money every time. It'll be like, like let's say like an Illenium show is like, we'll send a, sell it for 30 bucks. You'll find it online for like 27 and think, oh, it's cheaper, you know, but then there's a $10 service fee. Yeah. So yeah, totally. essentially you're just saving money and it's just easier to get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, honestly, that's that's what the whole thing's uh, based on. And are, are you going to be doing that at all after college or after Probably college not. Or? I, I don't know about promotion. Um, definitely like, I mean, if I want to film a show and then you mean to promote the show, then yeah, of course, I'll plug the show. Mm -hmm. But um. I'm kind of just more focused on actually creating content and like like filming and taking pictures at shows more than more so than selling tickets for it. Totally. Where do you see yourself in uh, like five years? What's your kind of goal with the Microsoft software and engineering? Do you see yourself at Microsoft still? Do you see yourself still making videos? I really hope I'm still making videos yeah. just because it's it's something that like allows me to escape and like it's just something I can get lost in. Something I love yeah. doing. Um, in terms of Microsoft, I really don't know. I haven't really been a part of the tech industry for long enough to know like the longevity of where you stay in a job. Totally. So, I mean, I could be at Microsoft in five years. I could be somewhere else. I have no idea. Totally. Um, but eventually, you know, somewhere down the road, I want to uh, probably start my own freelance business doing like specializing in like aspects of tech that I like doing and specializing right. in aspects of videos that I like doing instead of just doing it as a whole. Um, so, yeah, I just ended up doing my own thing. Somewhere down the road, I don't know if that's five years or 10 yeah. years or 20 years, but... Yeah. You totally have, like, the entrepreneurial spirit of, like, going out and, like, making your own money and, like, working for yourself. Do you see yourself being, like, an entrepreneur of... I really hope sort so. Of thing? I really hope so, yeah. It's a lot of... It's, it gives you a lot of freedom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I take pride in the fact that I don't work for anyone right now. Right. You know, because it's, it's... It's... You get out what you put in. Right. You know, like, whether or not I make money off of anything that I do is solely based on how much work I put into it. So if I don't work at all, I don't make shit. If I yeah. put in all the work I can, I'm going to, you know, have a nice payday. So it's nice to, you know, have like that kind of control and that flexibility, that freedom. Totally. Something that I heard, um, I, I don't know where I heard it, but it's such a good quote. And it was, I won't ever trade. I, it was from some CEO. It's, it said, like, I won't ever trade my time for money. Like, I, I will never work a job where I'm trading 
like where it's like I'll make ten dollars an hour because mm-hmm. my time is so much more valuable for creation and like creating stuff that there is no point for me to trade my time for money because my time is worth more than that money. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like when you're working for someone else or like like a bigger conglomerate, it's it kind of it's it's easy to forget what you're working for when you're just doing like one piece of a bigger machine, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, and it's also really cool to just be able to do what you want to do, exactly, you know, yeah. like have the freedom to like, okay, I know like the time that I am putting in and I might be making money for it, but I, I'm, I'm spending time doing something that I enjoy doing, you know? And I feel like if that's what you're doing, then you never work a day in your life. Totally. Totally. I mean, it's such a cliche thing to say. Yeah, I mean, so it's true. the truth though. It's the so truth. So true. It's so true. I mean, you, you see so many people just, I don't know, doing that nine to five job that yeah, just does not seem fulfilling. I can't do that. I, don't I really can't I can do, do that. that either. I don't know. People, people are talking about like all these jobs, all these internships that they have going into like, after post-graduation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not me. I mean, it's to each their own. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I feel like it does it, it is a big risk to do like an entrepreneurial be your own boss yeah. thing you know because you know let's say like i just wasn't good at making videos or like no one really picked up on it yeah then i just have like a five thousand dollar camera that i can't use you know what i'm saying like it's a risk yeah, that you take totally. but you know anyone it, it, you put in enough work you put enough time you actually care about what you do then you're going to reap the benefits either way yeah i mean it's all a learning process too like whether you fail or you succeed mm everything happens for a reason you know what i mean and yeah even if you bought buy the five thousand dollar camera and you fucking suck at it uh-huh. you're gonna know you suck yeah and exactly it's like at least i tried at least doing you tried. something that i loved and or thought i loved and not now i know i'm not good at it mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's worth the risk one of my friends uh he, he's a dj and he's he's scared he's like he's a good dj too but he's scared to take that step mm-hmm. from like just like party dj to like go into a bar and like putting himself out there in the yeah. bar scene, but it, you you can't ever get better if you you're if you're not putting yourself out there if you're not putting yourself out there for risk of failing. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's the only way you ever grow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you got to take the shot. Yeah. If you if you never try it, you're gonna spend the rest of your life wondering what it could have been like if you tried it. Totally. There's so many things I know like in my life and things that like I do that. I'll, I'll think of and I'll be like that's such a cool idea I need to do that mm-hmm. and just never do it and like that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast I was like I only have eight weeks till graduation left like it'd be so easy to be like ah, it's not worth it like I, I how many interviews can I actually get in between now and the end of graduation but it's like why not yeah you just go out and do it yeah you know what I'm saying like people always it's it's a really like you said like a cliche thing to be like if you want something just go get it yeah. You know, but it's kind of hard to like put that into action. But once you get what that means, like even in the smallest things, like you started this podcast or like yeah. somebody going out and like putting their music out there yeah. or somebody like going out and making a video, you know, just go do something, totally. like put something into the world and like actually put it into existence and then see where that takes you. What? You know yeah, totally. What do you think made you like have this mind mindset? Because I, I think this mindset that like we have is it's kind of unique, you know, like not, not a lot of people have that mindset, that hustle mentality, entrepreneurial, work for yourself, mm-hmm. live your dreams mindset. Were, were you inspired as a kid or was there something that happened when you were younger or just a mindset that you've always had? I think, I mean, my dad would preach it to me a lot, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, 
my dad came from Nigeria and there isn't really like a lot of opportunity there. And so like he worked his ass off to get me to um, this country. And then he would always tell me it's a land of opportunity. And I never really got what that meant when I was a kid, but he was always saying like, there's nothing you can't do. Like you don't have to go work some monotonous job. Like he never forced me to get a job in high school. You know, he never forced me to do anything. Like he would much rather like me make a video or make a website for somebody, mm -hmm. like like make my own money, you know? And I never really understood the importance of that until I guess like now, yeah. you know, now that I actually do make my own money and like make my own projects and things like that. So I think, I don't know. I really don't know what sparked me to, to want to make, to want to do my own thing or like make my own money, but I'm, I'm sure as so glad that I do have this mindset, yeah, you know? Yeah. I'd much rather do that than clock in, clock out. So. Totally. You, I think I would credit a lot of my mindset to my dad. I mean, I don't, I'm not doing anything on the level that you're doing, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you have the mindset and you have the goals, you'll get there with enough hard work. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I have a quote on my wall that says, no one cares. You can't see it from here, but it says, no one cares, no one cares. Yeah, do you yeah. see it? No one cares, work fucking harder. Yeah. And I just like, it's so true. It's, that's, that's everything, man, for real. And, Every entrepreneur that I've seen in like any podcast, I mean, any successful person that there's no one who's gotten where they are without working their fucking ass mm. off because I mean, no one cares. No I mean, you're living your own life. Exactly. You, you need to do what you need to do and you need to work fucking harder. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to come to fruition unless totally. you actually do that. Totally. Um, all right. So, I mean, we, this podcast has been great, man. This is I, dope, I man. We, I, I feel I think super we've comfortable. Had a lot of great content. Never thought I'd do an interview, man. But <laughs> this is dope. I'm glad you're yeah, doing this. Yeah, if you uh, if you were to say to someone that's a freshman that um, kind of doesn't know what they want to do in life, I mean, we're we're just graduating, so let's say mm -hmm. four years ago, right? They're graduating from high school, and they don't really know what they want to do yet, but they they know they want to hustle. They know what they want to work hard and. They want to get something out of their college experience because they're going to college. And I think college now, I don't know, you, you can look at college from two ways. You can either look at it like you need it because you need to get to that 9-to-5 job. Or you could look at it like, do you really need it if you want to be an entrepreneur? And mm -hmm. Right? So, but let's say they're graduating high school and they're starting college. What would you say to them? Um, what, what would be your words of advice? Network. That's that's been the biggest thing that I've gone out of college. More than the money, more than I guess even my degree that I'm gonna get, more than more than anything is what I've made is like connections and relationships and a big network. You know what I'm saying? Like especially being in Greek life, meeting people from all over the country, you know what I'm saying? Like just if you're just a good person to people and you care, like genuinely care about other people's interests and like just make friends and make connections like that you can pretty much do anything you want. Totally. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if, if I have any kind of idea, I have someone in my phone that I can go like go to and say, hey, like let's make this happen mm -hmm. in any kind of area ever, you know? And yeah. Whether it's like tech or school or videos or if I wanted to start making music, I know someone to hit up, you know what I'm saying? So totally. just keep, just, just branch out and make as many connections as you can. And that's gonna, from that pool, you're gonna find you know, where, where you should, or where, where you want to go in terms of your hustle. Like totally. you're gonna find some way to make it happen. I could not agree more. One of my favorite quotes, it's not about what you know, it's about who, it's about you, who know. you know. Yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah. And that cannot, I mean, I, I totally agree. That's, 
if I if I were to say something, that would be probably what I would say about college. Mm-hmm. The best the best thing I could have gotten is the network. I mean, meeting so many good friends and just so many people. I mean, you meet so many people in Greek life, and yeah. everyone kind of, you feel like everyone knows everyone, but they but don't. No, yeah, there's only yeah. so many people you can know. It, it makes it it makes the school so much smaller. I mean, yeah. Greek life's pretty pretty cool. But. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for coming out. Awesome, I really dude. appreciate this, this, this it. This has been dope, man. The for content real. was great. I'm glad you're doing this. I can't wait to see what else you do with this. Man, yeah. this is this is sick. For honestly. sure. Honestly. All right, thanks, brother.